Weyer's background and personality and Hitler's. Now, I'm not trying to say that what McVeigh did was up to Hitler's standard, but it's very interesting that he had a completely reverse situation to Hitler. He hated his mother because she left the home and he thought she was a slut, but he adored his father and grandfather. And both, if you look the next step, both of them were indifferent students, although they were highly intelligent. And then in later life, McVeigh never had a, a lasting relationship. In fact, he went to some extent to avoid it. And oddly enough, he, if he had affairs, they were mostly with other men's wives. Hitler, of course, you know what his relationships with women were like. So there's quite a long list there. And... If you look at the criteria for serial killers, you know, what they use in profiles, you will definitely find an overlap with what Hitler was like and what he did. Well, another connection to a lot of serial killers is their relationship with their mother. So do you think Hitler had an aberrant relationship with his mother, Clara? The question about aberrant is difficult to define. It was what we call overbonded. You know, he he was extremely close to her, and she responded in kind. Now, their Jewish GP in the town he was living in treated her when she died of breast cancer, and he later said in all his years as a doctor, he had never seen someone as distraught as Hitler was at his mother's funeral. Although I later added in a comment in another discussion I had, well, you didn't see Elvis Presley at his mother's funeral. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. But Poor Gladys. So do you think, though, of his relationship with his mother, whether it being like she was doting or overbearing, did that warp his view on, on intimacy with, with women in general? Yes, I think so, because no woman could match up to this standard of idealization that he had of his mother. And that's why you can see that he really went for young girls, young women, let's call them, because they were no threat as a real person. He could manipulate them. He could mold them. In fact, this is what he said. I want young women that I can shape the way I like. It reminds me of Ed Gein. Like, there's a lot of Ed Gein, like Hitler could have been digging up graveyards to, to like mold his women too. Yeah. Yeah, now it's a standard feature yeah. with serial killers. Can I quote another one for you? Dr. Harold Shipman, the yeah, GP in England, who's the greatest, uh, greatest, most prolific serial killer in British history. Now, he came from a working class background. His father was a council truck driver, and he really wasn't much on the scene. But Shipman's relationship with his mother was very intense. And when he was 13 or 14, when his father was on night duty, he would sleep in the bed with his mother. And, of course, he was already a teenager. Now, no one can say it became incestuous, but it certainly was very intense. And when she dies of cancer when he's 17, he, he spends the night running through the rain. He just can't deal with it. Well, I mean, Hitler was shattered after his mother died. And I think he was distraught from in that years, yes. which I think led him to you know, because he was lost to sign up for uh, uh, for the war, the, the, the First World War. And yet, I think he was, you said he was rejected by the Austrian army, but accepted by the German army. Well, it's a very interesting point, isn't it? That today, post-Vietnam, we would call Hitler a draft dodger. 
<laughs> because he refused to serve in the Austria Austro-Hungarian army because he said it's full of other races, it's full of Jews. So that's why he scarped to Munich. But the interesting thing is, as you can imagine, military tribunal, medical tribunals, they are not easy to get through. They don't want to give people an easy ticket, yet they rejected him when he was ostensibly perfectly healthy. I mean, he was leading a normal life. And I, my speculation, because he, of course, had the documents destroyed, is that they found his congenital deformities. Okay. Well, that was the thing. And, and part of that could be related to the inbreeding of his family. And so the, the miniseries goes into that, that uh, mm-hmm. his parents were related, like they were first cousins. So how common was inbreeding in Austria at that time? Well, not in the whole of Austria, but in that area that he lived, it was extremely common because it was a very low down on the class structure. They were all rural and it was very sort of closed in. So that was very common. You know, he had to get permission. His father had to get permission from the Pope before a a priest would marry the, uh, the, the third wife, Hitler's mother because they were so closely related. Well, did you mention in the uh, series, and I had never known this, that his surname originally was Schickel Gruber, and they changed that mm-hmm. to Hitler, which, yeah, I think you made the quip that, could you imagine saying Heil Schickel Gruber just doesn't have the same <laughs> ring to it? Correct, and his father was the one who changed it. And, and why, why was that? Yeah, why did Sorry? they pick Hitler? Because there was this other line in the family, Hitler, Heidler, Eutler, and he wanted to get access to uh, an inheritance. So that's that was the reason for changing it. So these people were very, can you call it, rootless in terms of the normal boundaries of family limits. That wasn't. That is interesting, and people don't know exactly who Alois uh, or his father's father was, right? Isn't that the uh, the question that p- that people have, that he could be an Ashkenazi Jew or his, Hitler's grandfather? I think the literature or rather the research into that has more or less settled on the fact that it wasn't a Jewish servant of a rich guy living in the area. So they pretty much excluded that. Now, the series you are talking about, they claimed they had some of Hitler's DNA and they couldn't prove anything about Jewish ancestry. Although, you know, DNA testing is on on such a broad scale. I don't know if that gets you anywhere. Yeah. So let's talk talk about another rumor here. And uh, Kate and I were arguing about this. Did Hitler have only one testicle? And has that been proven? Yes. <laughs> See, Kate doesn't ah, believe it. <laughs> no question about that. In 1924, what was called the Beer Hall Putsch. Yes. Uh, forgive my German. So he was arrested and taken to this uh, prison. And they found about is it eight years ago, they found his medical examination when he was admitted uh, somehow. When he got into power, he I, he forgot to send uh, the, his people there to destroy the records. And it clearly says he is missing 
a testicle. And that fits in with the idea of other congenital deformities. At the time, and I think um, the, you also mentioned that he had, I'm, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but hypospadia? 